everybody, and welcome to the Hawking College Computer Science News Podcast. This is a podcast focusing on the computer science program that we have here at Hawking College, which includes web and app development. Um, we also have a cybersecurity degree, and we're also going to be um, starting a data analytics degree soon as well. So stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy what you hear next. Good morning. So today is, I believe, to be Saturday. I know it's Saturday, and I believe it's the 25th of January. I'm horrible on dates until I like actually need to know what the date is, and then I get it, and then I may retain that information for the remainder of the day, but it changes daily, obviously, so it's not my best feature of remembering exactly what the date is. My husband kind of complains that I never know how old he is because I always have to do the math of when he was born and figure out what year it is now. And I was like, it changes every damn year. I was like, you know, but the the date of his birth never changes. So I just do the math. Anyways, each time. Okay, so today is Saturday and I'm actually headed up to New River Gorge in um, West Virginia. It's a, I'm sure if you're in the area, I'm sure you've probably heard of it. It's a national park. It's a beautiful place to just to check out some of the nature that is West Virginia. And there is an adorable little coffee shop called Cathedral Cafe, I believe. And that's where my hangout is going to be for today. So um, just to do a recap on the computer science news that we were having at Hawking College for um, our computer science program, which is primarily um, for me, it's the web and app development. We also have a cybersecurity program, but the, the course that I focus on is the web and app development. So um, a couple of few things that happened this week. I received an email that an organization called Outreachy um, is accepting applications for internship opportunities. And this is an intern op- internship opportunities for like the big names. I mean, I'm probably talking like Apple and Facebook and Google and, you know, all those big names in tech. And they provide stipends and it's a paid internship and they're accepting applications um, now, I believe. If not if not now, they'll be doing it soon. I forget exactly the date that the applications open up, but I sent that to my students and I got some students interested in learning more. Um, I explained that my information is not much more than what was in the email and then just going to the website. I know I've had a couple of students started the application process in the past, but it's it's a fairly lengthy application, which you know you got to take in consideration. I mean, this is an awesome opportunity, you know, Facebook, Apple, Google, and whatever other big names are out there um, to learn and to just to be exposed and to network. So I'm sure that the application process and you get a stipend is not the shortest thing. Um, and depending on where you are, what kind of you know home responsibilities you have, family responsibilities, job responsibilities, it may not be um, a good fit for everybody. But if you're more of the traditional student who you know just you know have you yourself and you to kind of worry about, um, then this would be an excellent opportunity. Like if I had to go back and go back to whenever I didn't have the responsibilities that I do and did. Um, when I went back to school as a non-traditional student, I would totally, totally do this. But it's one of those things, it's like, wish I knew then what I know now, you know? So I try to share that experience with the students. Um, some take it and some not so much, but that's okay. Um, so what else is happening? Oh, I set a day 
for our um, AWS Academy to start resuming. It's a weekly um, AWS Academy that we're doing. The students know it's my first time teaching it, so just to bear with me. Um, but I, I can't tell you enough how awesome these resources are to get ready and test for your first certification with AWS. I wish I had these resources when I was trying to, you know, read through the documentation, find the um, resources that was going to help me prepare. Um, I had some good resources. Obviously, I passed my first certification. Um, but, you know, it, it, took, it takes a deep dive into some stuff. And these resources being as easy and streamlined as they are, um, it's an excellent way for anybody who's learning about, wanting to learn about AWS to, to learn about it, the technology and the services that they offer. And, um, you know, it, it's a great for me because I get a refresher on the concepts, you know, learn what's new and what's changed since I studied and tested and to kind of just, you know, learn, relearn stuff or learn stuff that I didn't quite have a good handle on the first time around. So I'm very fortunate that Hawking College is an AWS Academy institution and that um, I've been able to be the instructor for this particular program. And finally, oh, I did do my CodeMash interview with um, two of my second year web dev students. Um, we did that yesterday and it was, it was fun. I thought it was fun. It was my first time ever interviewing anybody, um, you know, for like this kind of scenario, like, you know, a podcast and you know, talking about, you know, what they learned and their experiences. And I had a blast. Um, what is so comical and interesting about our students is they are really honestly um, a yin and a yang. I mean, they have completely different personalities, uh, the two that interviewed with me, and but they complement each other so well. And I think that's true for the, the community and the field is like you're going to have some that are so extreme and so good in regards to one 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 facet of the field and you're going to have some that are you know so good at another one and like i said it's a yin and a yang i mean they really complement each other where one's a little weaker the other one's a little stronger and they help each other wherever the weaker points are so and whatever their strengths are it helps you know reaffirm that that strength so it's it's just an excellent excellent combination so no matter if you come from a background of that you were the um, stereotypical uh, computer nerd, that's all you did, and I'm more or less very similar, so no, no name calling there. <laughs> but you just love being on the computer, you love learning new stuff, you learn, love growing in the field. And if that's your thing, you're welcome, <coughs> excuse me, to the program. And if that's not been your thing, if you're just interested, but you're not quite sure how to get started, this is a great way to get started as well because you're going to learn from others and you're going to find your own strengths. You're going to accept your own things that you're kind of weaker at and everybody's got those weaknesses and, but you're going to learn how to overcome those weaknesses and to reaffirm your strengths because everybody's got those too. So um, that's it for this week's news. Um, and I'm going to uh, get that podcast, that interview. I'm ready to go out for next week. So everybody have a fabulous weekend. Thank you for listening. And if you have any questions on anything that I can help with, 
Uh, my cell phone number is 740-300-1684. Feel free to text me. Thank you. Hello. So I just wanted to kind of back up on something that I said earlier in this podcast and correct myself. Because I said on those outreachy internship opportunities that there were opportunities with like Google and Facebook and Apple. Um, what I kind of need to correct myself. What those opportunities with are with Google and there's Red Hat and then there's Linux and then there's Python and then there's Digital Ocean and there's a lot of other great big names but I did not see Apple or Facebook on that list. So that's when I correct myself on that. Um, it's I'm looking at the website right now. It says outreach internships are open to applicants around the world. Um, they work remotely and are not required to move. Um, interns are paid a stipend of $5,500 for a three-month internship. That's not bad. I kind of want to do this. And they have a $500 travel stipend to attend conferences or events. So if I was my student, I would totally take up on this and start on that application process but I just want to correct myself because I know I got some bad information when the first time um, I talked about it so just want to throw that in there see ya thank you so much for listening to this podcast I hope you learned something in these past few minutes or are maybe a little bit more informed or more curious about something Um, if you have any questions please feel free to contact me 740-300-1684 and like and share this podcast you know tell your tell everybody about it and um, i'm looking to grow with this so give me some feedback too thank you good morning and i am actually trying doing something new for the first time this is the hawken college computer science um webcast i'm doing this live on youtube for the first time and i'm actually recording it here on the Anchor podcast. So we'll see how this goes. This may flop, but that's okay. Um, so I'm just going to do this the week, um, not the week in review, but it's the week coming up. Preparation and just kind of a few things that's happening and what's going on here at Hawking College this week in the web and app degree. So um, we have our advisory board this evening. Um, it is where we speak with um, or we invite people to come in we already have a pre we already have an advisory board panel and they are representatives from companies um, in Columbus area from here down in Athens uh, they are developers they are recruiters they are teachers um, there's a wide variety of people that we have here coming to our advisory board meeting this evening um, some attending remotely um, like through video conference um, from the columbus region a lot of them are ones coming from london which i thought was kind of cool um and we have some people coming here in person uh, and includes one of our students um the second year web dev students she's going to be here as well and just talk about her experience as a student so the idea is that we get a good um i want to say variety that may or may not be the best word we get a good breadth of in regards to what is needed in the field that changes really quick and what we can do to better improve the education and the outcomes for our students. So that's this evening, that's always fun. Um, You know, I did my first one last year because I've only been here at Hawking. I think my LinkedIn says a year and seven months or something. And um, 
it's fun. I enjoy it. So let's see what else we got going on. Um, so we're, I'm still doing the CS50. I'm doing it personally. My goal is that my, what I was thinking about doing um, is offering this for the summer for the community as free classes during the summer just to kind of keep the brain working a little bit because I know sometimes whenever during the summer happens, our brain kind of goes dormant. <laughs> and um, I thought that it would be nice to just to be able to have a, an outlet for people who are wanting to continue to learn and to grow. And CS50 is Harvard University's um, computer science program. And I've been taking the classes. They do new ones every year. And it's it's a fun it's a fun way. I really like the instructor. I really like the content. I think it's engaging. And it's something that it's easy to learn with. And it's not so deathly dull. Which sometimes, you know, some content out there can be. So let's see what else do I got going on. I am working on a Python certification because we are going to be bringing Python into our curriculum uh, probably next year. And we're also working on, I've got a couple of things I'm working on in regards to content marketing strategy. It's something that we're doing that I use HubSpot Academy as a resource to help with my content marketing skills. And as relevant for the classes, I try to share those resources with the students. Sometimes I make it a, you know, you have to get the certification as part of your grade. Sometimes I make that as a requirement and sometimes not. I just share it. It's like, this is something you might want to look into. And, you know, for each of their own. And I got a coffee shop that is wanting me to create a website for them. It's just going to be a simple website, just the menu. I don't know if there's a way to embed that into our class right now because we got other projects going on and this should be simple enough. I got one of my, I got a couple of students actually working on a website now and I've been, you know, one I've been helping with um, in person, in person, uh, once or twice a week and she's making some good progress and another one just reached out to me at the end of last week asking for some tips on what she can do to create a website and I mentioned a couple of different things that she can do is like a template, like we've already gone over templates in class the first time around or last semester. And what I told her what we we're going to be doing for the second eight weeks whenever I have her back in class is something called Webflow. And it's just another type of tool to create websites. Uh, the experiment or the, the, the analogy that I gave to her, I told her what I was going to do whenever classes resume is, you know, have half the students with, um, with their phones, which has a calculator, obviously, and half of the students with just pen and paper and give them some random math problem like 1,427 times 35, you know, and have one person do it, you know, have the half with the calculator do it on there and have the half with the pen and paper do it with pen and paper and see which one gets the answers first. Um, and unless I have any math geniuses in there, I have some good smart math people in there, but I don't know if I have any math geniuses that can get it just like that, like a calculator can. You know, the one's going to come the fastest is the one that has the calculator, right? And the most correct answer. And I make that as a comparison on using resources like Webflow, WordPress, even though I'm not a fan of WordPress, and templates. You know, you have those resources, utilize them. Um, you know, it's great if you know, it's good to know the, the basics. It's good to know the fundamentals. So if something gets stuck, something doesn't work right, you know, you have the knowledge 
to be able to kind of go through it as opposed to just being, you know, standing there dead in the water. Not sure why something isn't working or where to go to try to figure out how to make something to work. So it's good to know the fundamentals and the basics, but in the reality, time is money. Um, if you have clients that don't have the funds to invest in something that requires a skill to create a custom website, you know, for the developer's time, the developer's skill, developer's resources, all of those things, then, you know, a template might be the best thing for them. And it kind, it's kind of, you know, it varies upon the occasion, it varies upon the kind of um, job it is, it varies upon the kind of resources that are available. There's all kinds of variables. And, and sometimes, and like in my particular instance, and I did a poll on this in Twitter last night, and I thought it was kind of interesting. See, um, where I live, my internet is not reliable, and I just kind of given up on it. Whenever I need to be on the internet, get some work done, I just don't even try to do it at home. I just go to a coffee shop, and yesterday I went to McDonald's because all the coffee shoppers were closed. So I'm looking on my Twitter, and where, the, where I'm going with this is the fact that and when you don't have reliable internet, you know, if you're creating something on Webflow, it's, it's internet-based. So if you don't have internet, it's not going to work. But I'm also creating an AWS landing page, uh, or AWS Academy landing page for the AWS Academy that we're having here. And it's just like a, it's just going to be a page, a website, a couple web pages probably. Um, just having the information, the content, and what it is, and all that stuff for the AWS Academy, just as a referral, as opposed to just having somebody you know text me, which is fine, but not everybody wants to do that. And so I was wanting to work on that last night when I got home and I was, you know, finally leaving McDonald's and I know I just don't have the reliable Wi-Fi to do that. So what I did, um, is I used a template. And so I just went on to a template resource, found a template that I like, downloaded it to my, my laptop. And then I, you know, just started playing with it at home because I can see the... Uh, the effects like the changes I took the template and then I customize it for my needs and I just being on my local server on my local computer I don't need internet access so I can make those changes and see those changes in action and then whenever I'm actually have some good connectivity whether I'm here at work a coffee shop McDonald's I can you know you know um do whatever I need the internet connectivity for, whether it's to get some more resources that just I can't access or just uh, to put it somewhere to be hosted. That's what I was trying to think. So I mentioned, like I said, I'm doing this poll on Twitter. And I asked yesterday was when creating a simple website. Now, this is a simple website. Um, do you prefer Webflow using templates or from scratch? Yeah, I said, I like Webflow or templates, and then I tweak it uh, by using straight coding. Because sometimes, you know, when you're using something like Webflow, you know, it's like just, it's a visual editor, and it's a really great tool, and I really like it. But sometimes, like, they get to the point where it's like, this is not working. I know how to do this manually, but for some reason, it's not working here. I'm just getting frustrated with it. So you export the code, and then you just do it manually. Um, anyways. So, and then what's the biggest deciding factor? Um, it's like for me, my inner, um, I asked what the, okay, I asked what the biggest deciding factor is. 
And I said, what my internet is like is one of the deciding factors for me if it's poop. I download templates and work locally from that. So the poll, um, the potential answers that I have are Webflow templates from scratch and other. So Webflow will take the majority of this so far. Um, I think it closes in 13 hours. And there's 67 votes so far. So Webflow is at 60%. Um, templates is 6%. From scratch is 30%. And other is 4%. I should have asked what other was. But I thought that was interesting. So the majority of them do do Webflow. And then some like from scratch. And I'm actually listening to a podcast um, from HTML Things, which is just a pop- which is a podcast that I'm liking to listen more and more. It's something that I listen pretty much on a regular basis anymore whenever they come out with new episodes. And the conversation that I'm listening to today, it actually, I think, came out early January, was the was the using templates versus um, custom websites. And, you know, the relationship between that, you know, when is a good time to use a template and when, time, when is a good time to use a custom website. And they talk about a variety of different reasons as to why you would use one or the other. And one of the things that I thought was interesting and the whole podcast is interesting. I'll put it in the, the link in the show notes or whatever comment section um, for the podcast and this webcast. Like I said, it's the first time me doing this. And one of the things that they were talking about is like the time that it takes to do a custom website um, and the skill, how knowing, you know, all the frameworks and the coding, of straight coding of HTML, CSS, JavaScript, all that stuff. But the other thing that takes into consideration, if you're doing straight coding and not doing something through Webflow, WordPress, or template, is the design aspect. I am not a designer. I just am not. And that is probably one of the hardest things for me to do. I see a white piece of paper and I'm like, I have no idea what to put on there. Um, like, give me somebody, give me something and I can do it, the code, but I, not the visual. I am not the visual person. And because what happens is I start putting something on there and I second guess myself to like the nth degree and then I just get frustrated and I quit. So it's important that we realize like our strengths are our weaknesses. And I talk about that in class. It's like what's our strengths and our, what's our weakness? I'm not a designer. Um, I sometimes I will use a template and it's kind of comical because I take a template and I have this particular idea. It's like it's not a blank piece of paper. And then I do customize it to the point where it doesn't really resemble the template anymore, but it's just it's an iteration process. I start making these changes but I cannot start from a blank piece of paper, so to speak. So anyway, so that's what's happening here at Hawking College um, this week in our web and app program. We got an advisory board meeting and we're working on websites and we're doing cool stuff like that. So if you have any questions on anything, feel free to reach out to me. My number again is 740-300-1688.